Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to She Said, She Said podcast. This episode is episode 219. It is part two of my two-part conversation with reformed stand-up comedian, now author and entrepreneur, Kareth Foster. If you missed part one, episode 218, please be sure to go back and check it out. Kareth and I cover some incredible topics in part one, including how to make humor a transferable skill, and learning to use it even if you aren't a stand-up comedian. But my favorite part of episode 218 is when Kareth talks about the importance of saying yes, a lesson that she learned the hard way, but equally as important, what happens when we may have to look a bit harder for the silver lining once we do say yes? I'm referring, of course, to her experience on Imus in the Morning. It's an incredible story, and I had so many takeaways, and I think you will too. Kareth's story also reminded me of some of the topics I talk about in episode 217, using story to tame our fear. If you missed that one, I hope you'll go back and check it out as well. Now, in this episode, episode 219, part two of my conversation with Kareth, we jump in right where we left off and we talk about her terrific book, which is entitled, You Can Be Perfect or You Can Be Happy, How to Let Go, Worry Less and Enjoy Life. Kareth shares several lessons from the book, but perhaps the most important is the lesson that led to the book's title. Here is part two of my two-part conversation with the fabulous Kareth Foster. Right. My book didn't get written instantly. I, you know, I started the idea for the book came probably about 10 years ago, actually. Yeah. And it took up until it came out in 2020. Um, it, it took that long to marinate a little bit. And then for me to get the right. And, and sometimes I would write my book between three and five in the morning on my phone. Like there's not always a direct way to go about something. So don't don't worry about being right and doing it perfectly. Like that's probably the biggest lesson. Um, and be open, like be open to fail forward, right? That's mm-hmm. what these tech companies do. That's what these CEOs do. You know, we have this image, I think, of successful people as people who have it all together, who've never made an error, who just they instantly automatically know what to do. Those are the people that are usually the most open to making the quote unquote mistakes, to having, you know, something go in a direction that they didn't plan, but 
I'm going to use this and learn from it and correct so that it's even better. And yeah. I think we as women tend to not, we're so hard on ourselves, right? We're so hard on ourselves and believing that if we do, don't, don't do something right, that's a, a reflection of our value and mm-hmm. of our worth and of who we are. And that then, you know, has a horrible effect on our esteem. Yeah. Okay. That's the perfect transition to talk about your fabulous book, which you just mentioned, which came out in 2020, um, a pandemic book, if you will, but it had been in the works for several years. (laughs) Maybe talk about why this book, it's called You Can Be Perfect or You Can Be Happy. I love the title. It obviously gets right in the middle of this idea of perfection and being too hard on ourselves. But maybe talk about why this book, because at the point at which you wrote this book, you had launched your business and you were doing that simultaneously. So why this book and how do those pieces fit together, Kara? Multitasker, guilty. (laughs) And you're a mom Um, and you're doing all these other things. Yes, I've got gerbils and cats. (laughs) Don't we all? Uh, You know, um, so spoiler alert, the title is You Can Be Perfect, You Can Be Happy. Spoiler alert, there is no such thing as perfection. Um, I get that right out of the way, like immediately. But that doesn't mean that people don't strive for perfection. And what I found was it's the idea of perfection that is actually harming us, that is actually um, not not helping us move forward in our lives. It it shows up in so many different formats. Um, One of them is I call perfection paralysis. When we get so excited about wanting to do something so well, <clears throat> Pardon me, excuse me. I have my my little uh, policy circle <laughs> I water love bottle. Mm. But we get caught up in this idea of wanting to do something perfectly or so well that we end up not doing it at all. And so, but then we don't think of that as perfection, right? We think of this: oh, I'm lazy. Oh, I'm a procrastinator. Oh, I just you know whatever have these issues. No, you're just a perfectionist. <laughs> Again, it's that story, right? It's that story that created the story. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, the idea of the book was: yes, perfection is a lie, but happiness is a choice. Now, there's a caveat to happiness being a choice, and that is that happiness is not a constant. And unfortunately, we are in a society where we believe that we're supposed to be happy all the time. We're supposed to be on all the time. We're supposed to look good all the time, you know, in this world of Instagramming and and TikToking and, you know, social media. If you don't have the right look, then something's wrong with you. If you don't have a smile on your face, something's wrong with you. If you're not wearing the right clothes or driving the right car, something's wrong with you. If your living room or your backdrop doesn't look perfect when you're Zooming, something's wrong with you. And that's BS. Like, it's, it's nonsense. It's utter nonsense. Because real life exists. We're not going to be looking fabulous all the time. Our car is going to be a mess sometimes. Our living room. There's going to be dishes in the sink, right? That's real life. And that's okay. Um, and I like to draw the equivalent of, of, of happiness to, you ever see like a, a heart monitor, right? An EKG, mm-hmm. whether you personally had one or you've seen it in the movies, right? And it's this up and down and up and down. And that's, that's life, right? That mm-hmm. is literally life. And that is happiness as well. And the only time we are in trouble, just like in life, is when we have a straight line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, so that's we we have to enjoy the highs when they're there, and and relish in them, and understand that when we're when we have the lows, that those are temporary as well, and that's not a place of permanence. And it's okay because if we didn't have either, how would we know when things were good and things were bad, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. You break down the pieces in your book around something called basic, B-A-S-I-C, or is it basic? Basic. Getting back to the basics. Yes. You break it down, B-A-S-I-C-S. Maybe talk a little bit about the methodology that you came up with and why that particular format. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that a lot of the stuff that I'm telling people, it's it's not new, right? It's 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 basics. It's, it's the basics that you, you kind of grew up hearing or knowing about, and maybe you weren't fully introduced to it, right? Maybe it just didn't resonate at the time. Maybe this is my voice is, is going to penetrate that barrier that you built up, or maybe it might be new information, but it's basic. It's not basic as in like, oh, that's so basic. Like it's, it's, it's basic as in it's not that hard. Simple, right. Right? It's simple. simple. You don't have to go and get a, a college degree to <laughs> to work this. <laughs> and so getting back to the basics is an acronym for, a, you know, multiple ideas. And, you know, like, so for the first B, for example, is about, you know, be present, mm-hmm. be kind, you know, don't just be kind to other people, be kind to yourself. You know, there's this fabulous book out there. It's hundreds of thousands of years old. Um, and there's a great line that says, love your neighbor as yourself. How many of us are really loving ourselves? Right. Right. And then we're shocked that the world's going to hell in a handbasket because we can't get along. We can't love our neighbor. Well, we don't even like us. We look in the mirror and the first thing we say is something usually pretty awful. Stuff that if a complete stranger said it to us, we'd be like, who raised you? Right. That's horrible. Like, like, uh, yeah. And we do it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves. And so um, one of the A's, one of my favorite A's is, is ask, you know, ask for help. Ask for what you want and be specific. I have a funny story in the book and it's in my, it is in my comedy act, but it's, it's a true story. Um, I made the mistake of not asking for what I wanted or being specific. Um, I was six months pregnant. We were living in Southern California. It was hot as heck. And my husband, my new husband, because we'd only been married about, well, we got pregnant the day after we got married. So oh my like, gosh, we'd only Surprise. been married six months, yeah. right? Surprise. <laughs> right. Um, and he's like, well, what do you want for your birthday? And I go, oh, surprise me, right? Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> As Julia Roberts said in Pretty Woman, huge. So I hear him on the phone going, oh, she can't? Yeah, no, she she's going to be nursing. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, okay. And he hangs up very disappointed. I'm like, what did he get me? And in my mind, I'm thinking of something cool like skydiving, like something I obviously couldn't do pregnant, but I'm like, I don't know what that has anything to do with nursing. <laughs> that wasn't a visual I needed. So I go, well, honey, what was it? What did you get me? And if anyone on this podcast has been pregnant or knows a pregnant woman, you know that bodily functions happen arbitrarily and some completely slow down. And mine had slowed down at some point and I was feeling very uh, stopped up, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so my husband looks me dead in the face and goes, well, you know how you said you've been having trouble going? And I said, oh, dear God. I go, what did you do? He goes, I got you a colonic. I said, a what? He goes, I got you a colonic. I go, no, I heard you the first time, Jackrabbit. I'm like, jewelry didn't cross your mind? And without hesitation, he goes, well, if you think about it, it's really like a day spa for your bum. As true as that may be, that is still the crappiest, pun intended, present you could get another human being, especially someone carrying your child. I was so mad. I was so angry, Laura. I go, you know what? That's it. I go, you take it. You use it. And then he goes, 
I can't. I go, why can't you? He goes, I bought two. <laughs> I go, why on God's green earth would you buy two colonics? And he goes, so we could go together. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> heard a couple's massage. Even heard a couple's therapy. Probably wouldn't have been a bad idea. Uh, never heard a couple's colonic. Still, to this day. <laughs> Ten years later. So ask for what you want, right? That's the lesson there. <laughs> ask for what that. you want. I love it. It's sweet. It's very it's on, it's, on some level. It's sweet. <laughs> as my mother, who saved my marriage that night, said, "That was a gift from his heart, not his head." Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Ask for what you want. Maybe let's walk through some of the other letters in basics. Sure. Um, the the next well the S that comes up is stop it. Stop it. People are like, stop it. Stop what? Stop comparing yourself to other people. Mm. Stop it. And I know that's a really challenging one because it's so easy to do when we see especially really successful people doing really great things, living a really great life on the quote unquote surface. Um, you know, we do not know what's happening behind anybody's door. You know, yeah, the grass is greener on the other side. No, the grass is greener when you water your own lawn. Mm. Love that. Um, stop obsessing over things that you can't control. All you are doing is setting yourself up for um, for disaster, for, for extra worry, for expending energy that you could be using on something else. And I... I still have to catch myself. I wrote this book and I'm still like, I have to go back and read it because I'm telling you, this was downloaded. This, this came from stories. Um, but it's stuff like, I, I, honestly, I, I mean, it was, this book was almost a giant note to self. I'll be honest. Hmm. Um, because it was, it was so many, there's so many elements to it that I knew I needed to work on for myself personally. Um, and I realized that if I needed it, then other people needed it too, that I wasn't alone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, stop, stop, stop judging. Right? It's so easy to judge. When I, when I started doing stand-up, one of the best lessons I learned was from a gentleman who um, unfortunately made a, a horrible mistake. He, he suffered from alcoholism and was supposed to perform on The Tonight Show back when just going on The Tonight Show made you a star. And he called up the booker drunk and a rage and cursed him out and so he lost it and so he kind of like dedicated his life afterwards to still being in the comedy world a little bit but mentoring people and he mm. took a group of us young women kind of under his his wing and he he mentored us and I called him my comedy professor and one of the things that he said was you know when you judge someone else what you're essentially saying is you're right and they're wrong and there's only one way to see it and basically your judgment means that everybody else on the planet has to agree with you a hundred percent. He goes, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you put that on anybody else? First of all, if you're judging other people, you're going to feel like you're being judged. He goes, have an opinion. Opinions. Well, this is a family show. Opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody's got one, right? You're entitled (laughs) to your opinion. And it just, it's almost like it takes this weight off of you. Right. Right. This weight of, oh, wait a second. I don't I don't have to be the 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 judge, the jury and and the you know what I mean? Like it's it's just like, oh, wait a second. That that's just how that person's choosing to live their life. Okay. That's not really affecting me. They're entitled to do that. Right. And I feel like if we could incorporate that and so you see there's so many tie ins between inversity and perfect or happy. Right. 
right? And and the idea is let people do them, be them. You know, you do you, boo. Now, my whole thing is, so long as children and animals aren't being harmed and every adult is consenting, go for it. Go for it. But we get so caught up in wanting to be right, right? And, yeah. and having the way that we feel about something, feel other people should believe that and feel that way too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it obviously is really difficult to create a connection with somebody who who has a different point of view, right? If you're so determined to just be right all the time. One of the, the themes that runs through this podcast um, in a big way is this idea of influence, how we build it and how we sustain it. And one of the verticals under that is about connecting, building relationships, building relationships that are sustainable. And a lot of what we've talked about today um, really reinforces that idea of how you build a connection and a relationship with somebody who has a different point of view, potentially, right? Maybe talk a little bit about this idea of influence as it relates to your work and sort of what it's come to mean to you. Absolutely. Well, I think so much of being an influencer starts with with who you are and honoring and accepting yourself, right? Because that's when you can show up in confidence. That's when you can show up um, wholly. And I, I mean, as a whole person, as your authentic self, which is very challenging, again, because we talk about how easy it is to like have the comparison game going on, how easy it is to not value yourself. Um, and I, you know, there's something that I speak about within adversity. I, I, it's the, the CARE methodology, which stands for conscious empathy, active listening, responsible reactions, environmental awareness. And, you know, I think a lot of people think that this book that I wrote, You Can Be Perfect, You Can Be Happy, is a self-help book. It's actually a book on personal responsibility. Mm. Um, it's actually a book on owning your greatness. But in, in that act of owning your greatness, what you're also doing is you are being personally responsible for who you are, meaning you're not allowing anyone else to deter you from that greatness, to rob you of that greatness through their words, through their actions, through their personal belief system, right? You That shouldn't affect you. Now, unfortunately, we are in the day and age where the way somebody looks or thinks or votes can be offensive to some people. And that's that's so unfortunate because that's that's... That's not honoring our divinity, right? That's not honoring who we are as human beings who were put on this planet with a purpose. And it's it's my goal is to to bring people kind of back into that space and and especially with younger people who feel so disconnected. And I feel like that's why we see so many people reaching for things to to have a stronger identity because they feel so disconnected from themselves that they're looking for something outside of themselves to validate who they are. And I have no problem with, you know, people wanting to be called a certain pronoun or, or identifying as whatever, but the idea is understand that that's just not, that's not all of who you are. That's just one faction, one tiny faction. And don't let anybody, anybody siphon you into that, especially yourself. You know, we're not monoliths. And, and that's, I think, where we've we've kind of gone astray with the whole diversity and inclusion movement is that the idea is, well, if you're in a marginalized group, then you're this, and this is the path that you're on and will always be on. If you're not part of a marginalized group, then this is who you are. And you're, you're perpetuating the problem. And the, this, this overgeneralization, this, this, this putting people into these categories, this creating of creation of, of victims and villains 
Like, that's a no-win scenario for everybody involved. And it's insulting. It robs us of our agency. And it's, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Kareth, if you could go back and give 22-year-old Kareth maybe a single piece of advice. We've talked about a lot of advice in this podcast, but maybe one thing that you wish you had known. Well, I tell her to read this book <laughs> if I had. <laughs> like, girl, this would save you a world of trouble. Um, you know, believe in yourself. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, it, it may not be a straight path. In fact, it's actually going to be pretty great because it's not going to be a straight path. But enjoy that. Enjoy that. Relish in it. And don't don't worry so much. Oh, God, I worried so much about everything from an early age. I mean, mm. I was one of those really, really bright kids. I was reading at three. And I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of TV, but I, I was allowed to watch the science shows. And I remember at five going crying to my mother after watching a science show thinking that I could spontaneously combust because they said it happened to like one in a billion people and like you know my mom's like well you're special I'm like well I'm that special I could, I'm one of those people that might spon-. so I worried about stuff like that from, like I worried about getting into college when I was in the seventh grade you know oh what I mean gosh. like I worried about am I going to be able to get married and have kids and am I going to have the dream the job that I want like I worried I spent so much time worrying so much energy that it, I wish I could, I wish I could get that back. And you can't. Yeah. You can just move forward. But How did you learn to control that aspect, though? Because that can be a difficult thing for an awful lot of people. Meditating, journaling, writing. Writing really helped, right? Mm. And I would write future notes to myself, um, and I, and then I would go back and read them and see all the things that I was worried about or concerned about never even came to fruition. Right? That whole fear, false mm. events appearing real. Right. right. Like you said, most of it happens in our own heads, in our own minds, and we get in our own way with that. And it, it's it's about retraining the brain, quite honestly. I mean, it's it's like a, a muscle you have to exercise because it's not like you just hear it. Oh, yeah, Kara's right. I should stop worrying. You, every day, every day you have to set yourself up to be in a place of calm. Um, you know, I put it, I, d- I did an exercise with everyone at the policy circle where we, we sat in a position and, and did something with our arms that allows us to um, basically reset the, the nervous system, reset our sympathetic and uh, parasympathetic nervous system. And it's something you can do within five minutes. That feels like you just did an hour of meditation or yoga. Um, and so, you know, finding these little ways to take care of yourself, you know, getting enough sleep. If you can and need a nap in the middle of the day, take that power nap. Drink more water, you know, get the water. Most of the time we have headaches is because we're dehydrated. Right. Not because there's something wrong with us. So we think, oh, I got to go pop that Tylenol. No, you need to go drink a a bottle or two of water and maybe cut back on the coffee a little bit. Yeah. And most of all, be kind. Right. Recognize that your body needs something and be kind to it, which is a hard thing to remember. Yeah, it is hard to remember because especially if you are a multitasker, if you are busy, if you're a professional woman, if you have a family, you know, or you know, eat all of the above, <laughs> you, you're spread thin. You are spread yeah. thin. So that being kind has to, it really has to come to the forefront because self-care is not selfish. It's, it's, it's not. And we have to remember that and remind ourselves and others of that. Yeah, I love that. So, Kara, we've talked a little bit about the book already, but why this name, You Can Be Perfect or You Can Be Happy? 
I, I wish I could say it was originally all mine, like Kareth's genius came into play. Um, about 10 years ago, actually 10 years ago, because she just turned 10, I gave birth to my first child, and uh, she was a beautiful baby, but she came out really teeny tiny. Um, the midwife and the OB were both saying she was going to be six, six and a half pounds. She came out at four pounds, 10 ounces, which was a surprise to everyone. Um, I was able to give the birth that I wanted in, in water at a birthing center. Um, but what I wasn't given instruction on was how to nurse properly and effectively. And she was so tiny that she couldn't latch properly. And I did not realize that. So for the first couple of days of her life, she was getting nothing. She was getting no nourishment and I didn't know, uh, for the wiser. I took her to the pediatrician. She dropped down to three pounds, something. The pediatrician's like, oh, babies always lose weight after they're born. It's natural. I'm like, mm, no, this isn't natural. Went back to the midwife. They're like, hold on a second. And they went to the, um, this is at the birthing centers. They went to the fridge and got some donated breast milk. And with a little tube, they put it in my daughter's mouth. And it was like watching a black and white TV turn color. Wow. And I realized that she was on the verge of dying. Like she, she would have died if we had not had that experience happen. And you know, those commercials, like you got one job, like you got one job, like that was me. I'm like, I had one job to keep this child alive. That was my one job. And, um, I fortunately, you know, found a, a lactation clinic near me. I gave her formula. Of course, when I had to, I had some wonderful friends donate breast milk, um, and I lived at that lactation clinic. I called it baby breastfeeding boot camp. And I lived there like it was my job because it was. From every hour they were open till they closed, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and worked on you know getting her to latch, did the nipple shield, all that stuff. But in the meantime, one of my girlfriends who happens to share a birthday with me, um, she came to visit just to give some love and support. And she, she, she just saw me just beating myself up mercilessly. And she said, look, Kareth, you can be happy or you can be perfect. She goes, I choose happy. Mm. And again, you know, the chorus of angels should have started singing. The heavens should have opened up. And the, cause I was, but it was just like at the time I was tired. I was, you know, worn. I was beat. And I was just like, what a nice thing for my friend to try to say. Yeah. But what she said, it, it marinated. Mm. And I, I juxtaposed it, right? You can be perfect or you can be happy. And I thought about for years, again, you know, this was 10 years ago. The book came out only two years ago. I thought about how much of my life I'd spent trying to be perfect, right? The perfect friend, the perfect daughter, the perfect student, the perfect girlfriend, the perfect wife, the perfect, you know, employee, whatever. And what was that costing me, right? It was certainly costing time and money and energy, and it, but it was costing me joy, it was costing me happiness. And I, again, I had that moment of, well, if I'm feeling this way, then I'm sure other people are too. And that was why I was like, I got to get this book out. I have to. So people, again, they know they're not alone. Yeah, I love it. Kareth, if you could go back and give 22-year-old Kareth maybe a single piece of advice. We've talked about a lot of advice in this podcast, but maybe one thing that you wish you had known. Well, I tell her to read this book <laughs> if I have. <laughs> like, girl, this would save you a world of trouble. Um, you know, believe in yourself. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, 
it, it may not be a straight path. In fact, it's actually going to be pretty great because it's not going to be a straight path. But enjoy that. Enjoy that. Relish in it. And don't don't worry so much. Oh, God, I worried so much about everything from an early age. I mean, mm. I was one of those really, really bright kids. I was reading at three and I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of TV, but I, I was allowed to watch the science shows. And I remember at five going crying to my mother after watching a science show thinking that I could spontaneously combust because they said it happened to like one in a billion people and like you know my mom's like well you're special I'm like well I'm that special I could, I'm one of those people that might spend. so I worried about stuff like that from, like I worried about getting into college when I was in the seventh grade you know oh what I mean gosh. like I worried about am I going to be able to get married and have kids and am I going to have the dream the job that I want like I worried I spent so much time worrying so much energy that it, I wish I could, I wish I could get that back. And you can't. Yeah. You can just move forward. But How did you learn to control that aspect, though? Because that can be a difficult thing for an awful lot of people. Meditating, journaling, writing. Writing really helped, right? Mm. And I would write future notes to myself, um, and I, and then I would go back and read them and see all the things that I was worried about or concerned about never even came to fruition. Right? That whole fear, false mm. events appearing real. Right. Like you said, most of it happens in our own heads, in our own minds, and we get in our own way with that. And it, it's it's about retraining the brain, quite honestly. I mean, it's it's like a, a muscle you have to exercise because it's not like you just hear it. Oh, yeah, Kara's right. I should stop worrying. You, every day, every day you have to set yourself up to be in a place of calm. Um, you know, I put it, I, d- I did an exercise with everyone at the policy circle where we, we sat in a position and, and did something with our arms that allows us to um, basically reset the, the nervous system, reset our sympathetic and uh, parasympathetic nervous system. And it's something you can do within five minutes. That feels like you just did an hour of meditation or yoga. Um, and so, you know, finding these little ways to take care of yourself, you know, getting enough sleep. If you can and need a nap in the middle of the day, take that power nap, drink more water, you know, get the water. Most of the time we have headaches is because we're dehydrated. Right, not because there's something wrong with us. So we think, oh, I got to go pop that Tylenol. No, you need to go drink a, a bottle or two of water, and maybe cut back on the coffee a little bit. Yeah, and most of all, be kind. Right, recognize yes, that your yes. body needs something and be kind to it. Be which kind is a hard thing to remember. Yeah, it is hard yeah. to remember because, especially if you are a multitasker, if you are busy, if you're a professional woman, if you have a family you know, or you know, eat all of the above, <laughs> you, you're spread thin. You are spread yeah. thin. So that being kind has to, it really has to come to the forefront because self-care is not selfish. It's, it's, it's not. And we have to remember that and remind ourselves and others of that. Yeah, I love that. Friend, that concludes part two of my two-part conversation with Kareth Foster. To find the complete show notes, please head over to my website at she said she said podcast.com and click on episode 219. There, you will find links to Kareth's book, You Can Be Perfect or You Can Be Happy, How to Let Go, Worry Less, and Enjoy Life. You'll also find a link to her website, as well as a few other things, including a full free downloadable transcript of this episode. There are so many lessons and takeaways from this two-part conversation with Kareth, including so many ways that her story reflects aspects of how we can build and sustain influence in our lives. 
I'll be sharing a few more of those on social media over the course of this week. So please be sure to follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You'll find me at Laura Cox Kaplan. Most of all, friend, I hope you found this investment of your time worthwhile. And I'd love to hear your feedback on this or any of our She Said, She Said podcast episodes. In particular, I would be so grateful if you would take one minute or maybe two at the max and share some love in the form of a review of She Said, She Said podcast on iTunes. Those reviews help me improve our content and that's important for you because it results in a better product each week and it's what friends do. So think about it. I would be really, really grateful. Until next week, you take care. She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.